once I get done college, where am I going to be then? They're thinking about going to school for the next year and how much fun that they're going to have. Or like the community and the environment, which is important stuff. But it's like no one thinks farther than that. And if people could just look farther than the hand in front of their face, like, and they really thought about the things that they were doing today and where that was going to lead them. Like I heard you say one time, the decisions we make determine the road that we take, right? So I wrote it and I put it on my wall and I started to think about what I was doing while I was in school. Literally, my friends would be like, you want to go out tonight? And I would be like... And then what, right? Because like, and then I'm like, and then I'm hungover tomorrow. And I feel like crap and I sleep in and I waste half the day. And I'll be like, no, like I don't want to go out, you know? And I started to change my decision just because I started to look ahead. What it is, Brad Lee back again with another episode of Drop Bombs today in the studio. Folks, as always, I got a real treat for you. Tyler Glennon is in the house. What's up, Tyler? What's up, Brad? How you doing? Dude, how old are you? 25. 25 years old. Folks, if you guys don't know Tyler Glennon, he's like a freaking top life insurance agent in the world of life insurance. Well, I would say, yeah, it's life insurance. Yeah. But I mean, you can do annuities and all these other things. Yeah. Tons of different. So it's almost like investment slash life insurance. Can be. But 25 years old, killing it in the game. Where'd you come from? (laughs) Came from uh, Pennsylvania. yeah, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, when I, I played hockey and uh, went to school at University of New England to play hockey. Um, you know, it's funny, like, and it's, it's, you know, I'll probably talk about it a little bit as we go, but everyone in my area is like, yeah, you know, just go to school and get a job. And I kind of followed that path. And uh, for a lot of time, I thought I was really like doing the right thing and going to school and I was going to get a degree. And, you know, I was a sophomore and I had a three, eight, and I had, um, you know, the internship and everything. And, and I I was really like trying to line myself up to be able to get a job, but what kind of a job? I was just a general business major. Um, I had an internship and you you had, you had an idea in in mind, what kind of job you were hoping to get. Yeah. I think I was, I was trying to get something inside of uh, data analytics at the time, but what for just because that's what I thought would pay me the most. Okay, I was, I was wondering because again, I'm wondering like, do the youth of today get it get like you know really excited about money? Doesn't seem like they do. Yeah, I'd say it's not as not yeah, definitely not. Um, I mean, my community at least like people were just going to school to go to school. You know what I mean? It's just like common. Um, everyone did it, so everyone was like, yeah, no, I'm also just going to go to school. It wasn't like I'm going to go to school so I can get this good degree and like set myself up to have a financially free life. Um, and that's kind of like, you know, growing up the way that I did, I grew up with a single mom. Uh, we moved around a lot. We were homeless at different times, like homeless grandparents, aunts, uncles, houses, lying to the school. That ain't homeless. Just FYI. Yeah. Well, I wasn't okay. sleeping on the beach, right? I know, but, but sleeping at grandpa's house is not homeless. Yeah. So we didn't have a place to stay. So we would stay with don't be one. Don't be one of those people that like exaggerate how poor you were when you weren't really poor. See, that's why I always feel stupid. <laughs> trying to bring up the whole poor story. Cause you know, when I speak on stages, dude, I could get, I could get real theatrical, you know, and, and fit in with a lot of them. Cause a lot of them you hear, you know, they were just so poor and shit. And I always think to myself, you know, cause we, I, you can say we were poor, but I wouldn't say we were poor. I'd say we were low income because we always had food. Did you have food? Uh, no, shut the fuck up. You had food. We, uh, there was days that I didn't eat because we didn't have anything. Well, yeah. how at grandpa's house? Where were you? So, I mean, we moved so many times. Was the whole family broke or just your so mom and you? So my dad left when I was little. He yeah. was supposed to be like the breadwinner, right? By the supposed way, to- what happened to him? Did he ever come back? You ever reach out to him? No. So you don't know your dad? Yeah. Right. Does yeah. he know, does he know that you are, are, are succeeding? Is he successful? No. You know who he is? Uh, yeah, I could tell you his name, but I tell his name. The bomb squad will go start bombing him up about it. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. I don't, I'm, would I'm you have it. no interest in meeting him? Yeah. kind of Because I, he has no interest in you back in the day or why would you have no interest in, in meeting the dude? You know, it's, interesting. I at least want to see the dude. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I've just been so like, I think I've just adapted to that being the situation that I've just kind of closed myself off to like even opening that back up. Well, for, one of these days, my friend. You should visit that because right now you're on a path. You're on a journey. You're, you're out to obviously kick some ass. You could be actually driven by no dad. Yeah. Cause like a lot of people say to me, 
you know, the reason I'm so driven is because I'm seeking the love of my father. I go, what do you mean? My dad loved me. Yeah, but you said he never really said it. Well, he never really did say it, you know, but he was there Mm -hmm. and he almost gave us up too, dude. But my grandmother told him to get his ass over there and get his kids. So we got similar stories. So your dad left, your mom's not, she wasn't working. So she wasn't at the time. And then she started working two jobs and she started taking night classes. She didn't, she didn't finish college. So she's taking, how old were you at this time? Uh, this is all the way from, um, this is grade school, middle school, high school. So you're um, watching her take these classes. Maybe that influenced you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that going through, I mean, the amount of times that we had to move was like stressful enough in itself, but like the issues that we had, like we didn't have cars for a while, you know? Um, I mean, it, you know, not, not like a sob story, but you know, we, we had situations happen that influenced the way that I wanted to like continue on. Right. So I was like, and all my friends are like talking about where they're going to go to school as I got into high school. And I had like a two, four. And I just knew that like, I sucked at school at the time or like, I wasn't putting any effort into it. <laughs> let yeah. Let me interrupt you or it wouldn't be a drop bombs episode. <laughs> so, so let's go back as to what you just said. Next time you're on a podcast, you can tell the story. While all my friends were trying to figure out what school to go to. I was trying to figure out how to eat. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where my next meal was coming from. We're going to keep it in the back pocket. I like it. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm in high school and, uh, like I just went to school cause everybody else went to school. Right. And then I, uh, end up being in college and I'm doing everything that everyone's like, yeah, do this and you're going to be successful. You're going to make money. And I have the internship. I have a three, eight in college and, um, like, you know, start to ask my, my manager, I'm like, how much do the, you know, entry level positions make? And they're like $42,000 a year. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? $42,000 a year. Yeah. And I don't know who can live on that. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're making that or less pay attention. Yeah. So it's funny because at the same, you know, probably like, you know, 12 months before, right. I end up getting in a car crash and literally I Googled how do people get rich? How do people make money? Cause I'm like trying to figure out how to, like, I'm so tired of, cause I couldn't get my car fixed and I found this podcast. So I listened to this, you know, dropping bombs for, it's like 18 months, two years. Um, and I'm just like, I didn't even know that you could, you know, do entrepreneurship. I didn't know anything about sales. So I just got obsessed with it. And like for the next 18 months, um, you know, almost two years, I really, just listened to this show, started reading books. I started taking advice from the people who were on your show because they kept talking about how they were in such a similar spot to where I was. And then they ultimately became successful and started their own business or did sales. And then like, I just started to believe that I could do that too. So then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I'm a junior and it's like winter break and you make a podcast about starting real financial. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. Cause at this point in time I had tried to do, um, like affiliate marketing online. I tried to do network marketing. Like I got recruited into that. And then uh, I tried to make like a third party, like online clothing brand. And I'm like, can't figure out how to sell anything. I'm like, this just doesn't work. And I'm like, well, if Brad's doing it, there's probably good training. So I'll plug in and do that. And then as time went on, I tried doing a part-time and uh, you know, the story, I made 5,000 calls without making a sale. And I was like, all right, like, screw this. Like, I don't really want to get a job anymore. So I'm just going to drop out of school anyway. And like at the time I had no money. Right. So I'm dead broke in college trying to figure out how to make this work part-time. So I quit my job, uh, do this full-time for like two weeks. And I'm like trying to wait until my, you know, hockey season ends, season ends. And then I dropped out of school, um, and went full-time, had to take out a loan for my first batch of leads for 1500 bucks. At $1,500 in my account, spent it all on leads, moved out, moved in with a friend. And then, um, back just, to homeless, <laughs> back to sleeping on uh homeboy's couch. And then, uh, yeah, so I moved out of my college house cause I knew that. Yeah, but my, what, what, what caused you to take that kind of a risk? That sounds pretty risky. You took all your dough, you had no dough and then you got $1,500 when, by the way, when you have no dough and someone gives you $1,500, like that's a good little chunk of change you can, you can deal with. To now give it, give it away. Yeah. At that point in my life, I was just, uh, like I described myself as like desperately trying to just figure out how to get out of, like, I didn't want a job. I already knew that, but I was just stuck in, like, I didn't have anything to leave yet. So 
when I was in that time frame, I was like reading books, like literally like, you know, I had a girlfriend in college, right? And she was like, um, I remember I would show her your podcast or things that I was learning and she'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. But, you know, like, did, she ever, really- did she ever say, this guy's a douche? <laughs> No, but what she would say is like, it sounds like they talk about making money, but they're not teaching you how to do it. Well, there's a podcast, not a motherfucking course. Yeah. And so I was just like, and I mean, by the way, I do teach people how to make money yeah, all the time, no, you do, all the time. And, and I'm not even talking about real financial, which by the way, is an opportunity that still exists. Once we get into a story, you'll see what I'm talking about to where if you're not making the money that, that you think you should be making, or you just want like you know, your own schedule. See, don't you like the fact that you're your own boss? Yeah. It's a treat. I don't like being told what to do. That's why I quit my job originally. I don't like being told what to do, dude. I think there's some value in just having the freedom to do what the fuck you want. Even though a lot of times you're going to have to do what you don't want to be successful. The freedom to do what you want feels better. Like if I told you, dude, you got to be here eight to eight. You're like, yeah, but it's, my kid's birthday. And I go, bro, we need you. I can't help you. You got to be here. Miss your kid's birthday. To where if you work for yourself, dude, you say, Hey, it's my kid's birthday. I'm taking it off. You don't have to ask anybody. Does that not feel valuable? It's the most valuable thing that, I mean, I think that we could all have. And so like, a lot of, a lot of people don't add that up. So they're like, well, you know, I, if I'm making X amount of dollars and I quit, I might make less. Well, you might make less in the beginning, but you'll probably make more at the end. Number one, number two, you're in what I consider you're now free. Why? Cause you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah. And even if, even if you don't get to do what you want, you can do what you want. And just that knowledge to me is worth a half a million a year. So if someone started this and they were to make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, they're thinking, oh, I, you know, I quit and I make a couple hundred grand a year. That's cool. No, no, no. You're actually making a million dollars a year in value of having that freedom. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. I mean, and one thing that I just want to touch on while you're mentioning that is like people don't even look ahead. So like everyone that's in college and in that like realm of like figuring out where they're going to go to school or like the youth, you know, like what they're thinking about, they're not thinking about like, once I get done college, where am I going to be then? They're thinking about going to school for the next year and how much fun that they're going to have or like the community and the environment, which is important stuff. Um, but it's like, no one thinks farther than that. And if people could just look farther than the, the hand in front of their face, like, and they really thought about the things that they were doing today and where that was going to lead them. Like I heard you say one time, the decisions we make determine the road that we take. Right. hundred percent. So I wrote it and I put it on my wall and I started to think about what I was doing while I was in school. And literally my friends would be like, do you want to go out tonight? And I would be like, and then what? Right. Cause like, and then I'm like, and then I'm hungover tomorrow and I feel like crap and I sleep in and I've waste half the day. And I'll be like, no, like I don't want to go out, you know? And I started to change my decisions just cause I started to look ahead and, you know, to jump back into what I was saying is that girl that I was, you know, with in college, she was like, you know, the negative or I guess the not even open-minded perspective of the environment that I was around. But so, was she hot? That's the question. She's, she's especially the question okay today. Looking. Yeah. Okay. Looking. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Um, she was okay looking. Yeah. She's okay looking. Right. But, um, so ultimately not being the person that I was supposed to be with though. Right. Like two. And you know, it's so funny. I was just telling Josiah this this morning. Um, you know, like I would have stayed in Maine and tried to do real financial. I still would have dropped out of school, but I would have stayed in Maine and just lived in my college house if I was with her. But since she broke up with me the same week that I was, I didn't even tell her I was going to drop out of school, but I, she dumps me, I drop out of school and I moved back home to Pennsylvania and I lived at a friend's house and I just started doing real financial all day long. And I was like able to grow so much and just kind of like, get the results and start to learn the, at the pace that I was supposed to the whole time without being held back by my environment. And I think it's something that a lot of us have trouble with, like, especially in that beginning phase, like I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was, you know? And then I figured out what it was and everyone around me is like, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? You're trying to sell stuff. You're trying to, you know, they're like, just finish school, you know? And that like tapers a lot of people in the direction that, I mean, everyone ends up going that doesn't get influenced by people like you or Andy and, you know, this whole community of social media presence that's out there now. It's like, 
all those people, they just end up doing what everybody else tells them to do. They end up somewhere and then they one day, yeah, society, but they just, they wake up and they just go, am I even doing what I want to be doing right now? And for most of them, it's no. Right. And I have friends now that, you know, like I don't really talk to my people that I grew up with as much, but I know that they're watching my stuff and they're like, they reach out, they're like, we got to catch up. And I'm like, and talk about, you know what I mean? I'm like, I kind of am just like growing and trying to like accomplish things. And like on this mission, I think a lot of them look into my world and they think it's exciting because it's different. Yeah. Well, when they say it next time, if anybody ever catches up to you and they say, Hey, we need to catch up. Say, yeah, good luck. (laughs) That's what I used to say. Cause again, I mean like childhood buddies, you can't replace. And you know, when you grow up pretty soon, you realize like, I don't have any childhood buddies left now. Do they still exist somewhere? I'm sure, but we don't hang out. We don't communicate. But a couple of them, because they see me on social media, they'll call and they'll say the same shit. And every time they say, dude, we need to catch up. I'm like, fucking good luck. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just giving you a little cool bits that you can use to, you know, seem even cooler. Keep going. No, I appreciate it. Um, Let's try it now. Hey, dude, we got to catch up. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see that fucking good. That's good right there. (laughs) Even the the way you said it. Yeah. You paused even correctly and said, good luck. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So yeah, I drop out of school, um, take a loan out. And, uh, my whole thinking, take was, a loan out from who, uh, f- uh, what was it? Franklin Mint credit union. Oh, so yeah. you just, you just went and applied for $1,500 loan. Yeah. I applied at like four different banks. I got the client from the first three and uh, <laughs> I had no credit. See, that's funny though. How did you know to go get a loan? Cause most usually just. For the record, most banks aren't going to loan you sh- shit. Yeah. How yeah. did you think and and why, what made you decide? Did you have good credit? No, I had no credit. Nothing. Um, you know, it's funny. And, I, by, and by the way, just use this as a teaching lesson only because a lot of people listening. Credit, very important in life. So whoever's listening to this right now, remember what I tell you. Credit, folks. You have bad credit, number one, get it fixed. I can even tell you who to get it fixed by. Okay. It's called Fortress Credit Pro or FortressCreditPros.com. FortressCreditPros.com. Dude owns that. Dude, he'll freaking get your shit dialed in quick. And I'm telling you, it's a fact. He doesn't even charge until he does it. That's the good thing. But anyone with bad credit, dude, needs to stop. Credit will screw you or credit can help you immensely. Credit's so important. No one told me that. When I was your age, I probably had a, you know, 480 credit score. I had, you know, charge offs already. Why? Well, because I went around as a kid and got, you know, credit cards, Bon Marche. They're like, you know, yeah, you can can have a $1,000 credit line. I'm like, no shit. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So now I have a $1,000 credit card to Bon Marche. I go in and buy $1,000 worth of clothes. Isn't that what they're for? So I get the clothes and I'm like, you know, all I have to do is make a small monthly payment. Well, I couldn't, uh, you know, I was a kid. So anyway, long story short, keep your fucking credit clean, kids. Go. Fortress Credit Pros. Fortress Credit Pros. And that, and by the way, the, the, I don't necessarily get paid by them. You know, that's just, I've, I've sent people that I know to the dude because I know the owner, Rondi. And dude, that dude, bang, bang, bang. They all came back like, holy shit. Uh, one of them was like a relative and they were having problems and always wanting to borrow money and this and that. So I said, dude, you want me to give you some help? He says, yeah. I said, go get a loan, go do this. He said, I, I can't, my credit shit. And I said, well then go get it fixed. He said, well, I tried that. I, I hired the Lexington law people and I hired a bunch of people and it never worked. And I said, well, I know a dude that it, that it works. Go see this guy. He went and saw that guy. Next thing you know, I see him on social media. He's buying a house. <laughs> His first house. And I'm like, dude, how are you buying a house? He says, what are you talking about, dude? First time buyer. I said, what about your credit? He said, oh, didn't I tell you? Yeah, it's a 740 now. And it was only like three months. So again, it's not, I'm not being paid. I'm just saying, if you guys have shitty credit, anyone listening, adult, kid, doesn't matter. If you got shitty credit, I'm telling you, go get it fixed. Like I always tell people, you got fucked up teeth, like go get them fixed. If you can, if you can help it again, some people that don't have the money, you know, I understand, but I know people with money and their teeth look all fucking jacked up. looks like they're smiling with a mouthful of Indian corn. 
And I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, handle that, you know, same way credit worse than a fucked up grill. Your credit, dude, like when I, when my, when people start wanting to date my daughters, I swear to you, I'm pulling credit. If you got shitty credit, <laughs> head that way. Yeah, out of the screen. You process. ain't talking to my like kids it. if you have shitty credit. That means you're a dirt bag. Now, it doesn't always mean that, though. Sometimes it means you were not very, you know, you weren't trained very well. You weren't educated very well. Your, your parents didn't raise you to understand credit like mine didn't. But now I'm telling you, folks, get your credit fixed. And by the way, if you do go to FortressCreditPros.com, Tell them Brad sent you. So I get my, no, just, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But that is where you would go. Now you had good, you had no credit, no which credit. is better than bad credit. Mm. So a bank said, okay, I'll loan. What would you apply for? Uh, I just applied for the max amount. I think it was 2000. Was it a bucks. credit card you were asking for or no, a loan? It was a straight up loan. Didn't they say what's it for? Um, yeah. And I said, uh, start my business. Oh, okay. So it was a business loan. Yeah. And, uh, so I went, um, I had to, it was a funny story. I literally had to pull the money out cash because I couldn't use it in like, uh, from like, I didn't have a way to spend it through fret federal mint credit union. So I had to go pull it out, deposit it in my bank, took a day. And then I think it took a day. I can't remember, but then I had to buy my leads the next day and I got on the phones, you know? Um, did you blow through those leads without making any money? The first like two days I didn't make any sales, but then after that I started to sell. And you know, what's so funny is like the first 5,000 calls that I had made, you know, that story of like I made 5,000 calls when I was part-time and then I jumped in full-time and I started to do well. It's like, all I started to do differently was fully plug in and like actually listen in on the trainings and like ask people questions and just like submit to the, the actual process that was like laid out in front of us rather than being like, nah, you know what? I'm just going to do it my way. I'm going to figure it out. Right. I thought I could like muscle my way through it almost. And I just got my butt kicked on the phones. But like, even with all that, I was still just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do this because I don't want, I still didn't want a job. So like, even though I was like not making sales, I was like still all in on it. Um, but I started to actually learn and just get plugged in with the training. So then I started to sell. Well, see, a lot of people would give up by then. Yeah. But as soon as they don't make any sales for a couple of days, they quit. Yeah. What yeah. would you tell them? I would tell them that they just don't know enough. And I mean, with the way that, you know, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure here in a minute, but like the way that we have, you know, everything laid out at real financial, like, I mean, this is something like, I think recruiting in sales and different sales organizations is so massive. Like people recruit and then they don't really train their people. They kind of expect them to figure it out or follow what they're supposed to do because they're like given a task list or something. Right. Or some but, manual. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, the way that we view um, you know, the agents that come through that, that we get and that we recruit, um, you know, I say that we, we should treat them like they're a gutted house that we're trying to turn into a rental property. If we don't invest in them, if we don't put new carpets on the floor, if we don't put new, you know, cabinets in, if we don't paint the walls then that property is not going to be able to cash flow. And like in all reality, you know, the people that we're bringing into our agency and like, for me, when I came in, I was like that gutted house. I, I just didn't know anything. So I'm just like, trying and I have nothing like to give back. Right. And to, to be able to invest in, or to be able to get an investment property to pay you, it has to be able to be, you know, a home where someone can live in. Right. And that's kind of the philosophy that, I mean, we've impl implemented now a real financial, real financial, where it's like people come in and they get invested in, they get taught the right things. They're nurtured. Plugged exactly. And they're, they're especially with the, with the Elliot groups, nurturing. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, was that a good move on my part? Is awesome move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cause I knew like, dude, in order to build something that lasts and something that works, you have to have fucking culture. You have to have somebody leading the troops and motivating them and, you know, teaching them and pouring into them and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, dude, who better than Andy Elliott and Jackie Elliott to do that? So I went and just freaking recruited. I, I like to say, you know, partnered, but recruited them. Yeah. Best was, move I ever made, huh? Awesome move. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're, uh, I mean, they're super, super. Well, dude, you packed up and moved to Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. And over that time, so, like, so do a lot of people, by the way, a lot of their team down there, they heard about them, got exposed to them and then quit their life and moved there. Yeah. I think every single person out there, 
every single one of us has literally moved from across the country. Yeah. And it's a cool, it's a cool thing. The Elliot group just as a, I mean, I'm sure people on the bomb squad know Elliot, Andy Elliot, but the Elliot group training, you know, company been around for a longer than real financial, but the way I, you know, witnessed the kind of culture there, that's the culture I wanted for real financial. So I'm like, dude, let me get Elliot group to provide the, the leadership, the nurturing and the culture for real financial. Yeah. And it's exactly what's happening. Do you you think that that's a big part of why you're here? A hundred percent. Sure. See, without them, dude, you might've came because of me, but you should have left because of me (laughs) (laughs) or you'd have left for the lack of me. Cause again, dude, like I run multiple businesses. All I wanted to do when I started real financial was, was give an opportunity to the agents. Right. Right. Because I saw the industry and I'm like, wait a minute, dude, all the freaking top dudes are making all the money while these agents are running around doing all the sales. And and I looked at their compensation plans and the, the salespeople were getting like 20, 30, 40%. And the 60% was going to the top people that weren't doing anything. And I thought, well, what if we just turn that around? And like, what if you gave the dude doing all the work, most of the money and the top just got a little bit and everyone said, no, 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 that won't work. There's so much to do. And I'm like, dude, I don't, Cause I didn't need the money. I have other businesses. So I'm just like, dude, what if we put the agents first, gave the opportunity to the agent, how fast would that agency grow and how many, you know, people's lives can we change and show them how to get out of the rat race? So just a f- idea of literally putting the agents first. So that's what gotcha. But dude, you'd have came and that's a good concept, but without like that nurture and that culture and that leadership that you guys are providing these these people, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stay together like it is. Yeah. And it's really interesting too, because, you know, just as things have changed within, you know, real financial and like, I mean, the more involvement that Andy and Jacqueline have, the better the community, the culture is. And it's so crazy because, uh, you know, you guys aren't actually selling insurance, you know? So it's like the opportunities here and provided to us from you guys, but it's like, we all have the same tools and resources and we're all given the same opportunity to, to not only sell, but to play the higher leverage, higher picture opportunity, which is now what we have, you know, cause you bring in so many people and like Andy brings in, you know, your guys, social media and just online presence is huge. So all the people that are out there that are listening, that sign up, they're going to have to come in and get trained by somebody like mentored, get paired with somebody. And the way that these insurance carriers, like the amount of money that they make is ridiculous. Like the other day I just looked up one of the companies that we use is called Aetna. I just Googled how much money they made last year. It's like a hundred billion dollars. So like they make so much money that not only do the people making the sales get paid really well, but the person who's like teaching them how to sell. And I don't know why people don't like talking about this concept, but like, you know, the person who trains you does get paid off of, of the business that you write. And that's cool. Cause that make, that gives me all the incentive in the world to want to take care of you. And, um, that's why people think it's an MLMs cause there's people getting paid on that policy, but that's how every business works, right? That's I mean, pretty much every business. Yeah. And it's, it's like the insurance companies make, this is the way I view it. At least the insurance companies make so much money that they're just like, here's a referral fee for teaching someone how to bring us business. That person wouldn't, wouldn't have been here for all of you guys that helped us. Like you recruited the person, showed them how to find the person to sell, helped them sell the policy, showed them our product. You guys deserve a little piece for that, right? Hey, you, you guys, you guys, you know, basically equipped somebody to go into business for themselves. Yeah. And like what you were saying is we don't, we're not even selling insurance. We're just providing an opportunity. Again, to me, if someone were to say, Brad, what is the absolute bottom line key to success. If there is one to financial success, the answer would be sales, meaning you're not going to be successful if you're not selling something. So you have to sell something. I already know this. The question is, is what do you sell? Well, when I did the research, the financial industry made more millionaires than any other business in the world. So that meant your likelihood of becoming a millionaire in the financial services industry was better than any other industry. So you're going to have to sell something. A lot of people are going, well, Brad, what do I sell? So I'm like insurance. It's not that hard to do. 
there's new generations that need it and want it and, and, and buy it all the time. There's people raising their hands. There's leads of people wanting the shit. If I can just, you know, teach you how to sell, you go sell that. It pays recurring revenue. It's all, it checked all the boxes. So it's like people like Brad, you don't sell insurance. I'm not selling insurance only because I have a company that sells insurance. So when they say, Brad, you're not selling any, well, I'm personally not, but we sell a shitload of insurance, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I mean, like you're saying, like to get into business, it's like, you know, you're going to have to learn sales one way or another. Right. And you're not going to succeed without it. And you need the right people and guidance and training because if you're doing it the wrong way and no one's teaching you or helping you or investing in you, how are you supposed to know the correct adjustments to make to not only sell, but actually level up in business, right? As a human. Yeah. And with our, you know, being able to be plugged in with you and Andy, which I know that your guys' time goes for like tens of thousands of dollars per hour. And we get your guy, we get access to you guys to be able to learn from you as well as we have a community of people that are not only people are going to be signing up the same time as everybody else. So that like cohort cohort's going to be able to learn and grow and develop together. But we also have people that are three steps ahead of you in the game that are just a little bit farther down the road. We have people that have been doing it a year longer than you that are a couple steps ahead of you. And then we've got people that have been doing it, you know, two years longer than you that are building full blown agencies. And it's like every making, s- making millions and every step of the way, there's a, there's a, exact there's a framework or like a guidance there's there's uh information from the people ahead of you and it's just getting passed down to the people who are willing to do the work and i think it's what's so unique about real financial is everyone has the same opportunity and everyone has the same tools the same resources and the same access to all the information and the same hours in the day so all the people that you know, come through and are willing to actually take action and learn and plug into the community and develop the skill of leadership and learn and grow inside the industry. Like you're going to do great. You just have to keep on learning the next level of the game, which is already laid out for you by the people that are a couple steps ahead. There's not a lot of communities out there that have that. And it's one of the reasons why I'm super grateful to even like have found real financial because I mean, yeah, like I met Andy and I, got to spend some time, you know, I lived with him for four months because of real financial. Like I've grown a lot because of that. I have like gotten to learn and, and, and spend time with you. And it's like, this wouldn't be here if it wasn't for real financial and anybody else can come in here and stand out and grow into the next leader. And like, yeah, it just blows my mind. Cause especially spending so much time around the Elliot group, it's like, there's so many people that are like, I just want to get around Brad. I just want to get around Andy. And it's like, they, they're like asking for something. Right. And I heard a podcast last year when I was just getting started. And, uh, Andy said, you want to know how you stand out? You put up the numbers that nobody's seen. You put up the numbers that, that are going to make the people ahead of you in business want to help you level up because you're out there doing it. And I was like, all right, like, that's what I'm going to do. So I just started writing business. And that's ultimately how I got connected with Andy is because I was just at the top of the leaderboard. He would have called anybody else at that time, but he called me, like I got in touch with him because I was just the one that was at the top at that point. So I got really fortunate. Like there's a lot of timing that got involved there, but it's like, that could have been anybody. Right. And that it would have been, and yeah. it still can be. The question is, is, you know, you started, they haven't. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, Oh, sorry. No one, no one gets that mentorship anymore. I think, I think, uh, you definitely got lucky with the living with them because not, not everyone's going to get to do that. Yeah. But that was timing. But dude, I'm telling you right now, anybody listening that is not making, you know, a couple hundred G's should be strongly considering doing what you did. So you went, so you borrowed the 1500 bucks, you started Mm -hmm. making calls, but how long until you started making decent money? And then how much money did you eventually begin to make? Yeah, I think it took me like, it probably took me like 10 days to like make a profit on my first investment, you know, my first 1500 bucks. I like made a sale, reinvested back into it, you know, bought more leads, like made another sale. Like, and then I started to become independent. Um, I think that I probably started to, like it probably took me 30, 45 days from there to like start making like three, five, seven times ROI on, on the money. How much a month roughly? Like 30 grand, 20 grand a month. Okay. So now after 30 days, now, how long did you go to college for? Uh, uh, three years, two and a half years. Okay. Years. How much did you pay to go to college or your parents or somebody pay? Yeah. Probably like a total of, uh, 
like 50 grand. Okay. So you, you, one charged you 50 grand, took three or your years and made you what? Nothing. Now, some people could say, well, I didn't finish, but even if you had, what was the opening salary? It would have been 42 grand. Period. So you're making more, just as much in a month after 30 days. And how much did we charge you to join Real Financial? Absolutely free. Crazy, isn't it? Not only that, I'm pretty sure I paid for some sort of testing that you had to have, right? Yeah. Who paid for that? Real Financial paid for that. Most people are telling me, Brad, you could charge for this. And I said, I do realize that most and, agencies do. Well, listen, and I'm, and I'm considering charging. I'm serious because dude, number one, it's a huge opportunity and people pay for opportunities. Number two, and more importantly, it shows that someone gives a shit. I hate when people show up, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then they don't do anything. Why? Cause it skews our numbers. Now it looks like, you know, only freaking 20% of people succeed only fucking 20% a try. The, the 80 that don't succeed came in, ran their pie hole, had two bad days and quit. And by the way, I'm not saying that there's an 80-20 ratio, but usually the Pareto rule is 20% of your organization sells 80% of your business. You ever heard that? Yeah. And then 80% of your people sell 20%. So I'm just going off that. But at the end of the day, man, you kept going. You, 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 know, you had the mindset on your own because, again, you hadn't came in by that time. So good on you for that. But what I want really to get across to people about this opportunity is number one, that's exactly what it is. It's an opportunity. That's all it is. It's not a get rich quick, man. It's not like, Hey, do this. You can make millions. You could, but you, you could do a lot of things and make millions. The question is, is if you don't get started and you don't stick with it, you're not. So that, so the answer is you're not unless you take action. So by the way, I mean, this isn't a recruiting podcast, but people are going to start, you know, emailing in, you know, how do I do that? So just go to bradley.com forward slash let's go. There's a quick little two minute survey, and then you create a password, get dropped into our system and boom, you on your way, dog. Is that, we didn't even have that when you started, did we? No, we didn't. I don't even remember how you, well, again, I had the software, but I didn't have all the, the answers. So now we've collected all the answers. So literally we have a multi-million dollar interactive onboarding and training tool that you can do 24 seven. It don't have to be there any certain time to get you up to speed, get you going. And once you're going, now you plug into Tyler and all the different leaders, Andy, myself, a bunch of people, almost like the Elliott group, which is also another nice thing. It's like everybody down there, even though they're not directly related, I mean, they're not directly involved at all. I'm nothing to do with real financial. They act like they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it seems to me like when you go down there, it's not just freaking you. It's all of them. Twins, her, all of them. It's like a family oriented thing. Yeah, it is. It's it's almost shameful. (laughs) It's cool too, because we have events there. So we're doing like new agent startup events. Like, you know, you, you can obviously be, with us for longer than like, you know, the new agent time frame. But if you want to come and get involved, the events are held at the Elliott group. So like come get around. Well, everybody. some, cause yeah, again, yeah. dude, I'm telling you the, the, the faster, uh, it, it, some, are now there. Are. some are there. Right. Cause dude, some hold. we're not going to fit there. Yeah. They can only hold like four or 500 people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you ain't going to be there forever. Yeah. So get there now <laughs> while they're still happening. Yeah. And Otherwise, like, you'll be meeting us at like the Bellagio Ballroom Three. Yeah, not that far away. Um, but something that's really cool is just like the the community of like this is what I was saying at the beginning. It's like I was around all these people in college, and it's like, I mean, you know, if you're like thinking differently than everybody else around you, you you just start to feel like it's either like. I'm going to continue thinking this way and I'm going to figure this out. Or you just get brought back down and like tamed and like you become docile like everybody else. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, if, if you just continue on that path, right. And, and keep learning and keep growing and keep taking action. Even if you're failing, like you're still going to end up, you know, finding a pocket of people, hopefully somewhere at some opportunity or finding a podcast that you can listen to or a channel on YouTube that you can plug into to give you the information you need or go to a seminar or something. And it's like, at that point in time, I was just desperate to like 
find a new group of people to learn with and like grow with and real financials given me that. And like being able to plug in with Andy and his team has given me that. And it's like, everyone else has that. And it's crazy. Cause like, I mean, I, I try to do, you know, a solid amount of recruiting and sharing the opportunity with people. And I talk to people and they're like so many different sales reps. Their biggest issue is that they don't like the people they're around that they're in a bad environment and they feel like there's no opportunity to grow. And like, that's three things that we just crush it on. And like, even if you're not in sales or you're like trying to get over that hump at the beginning, it's like, you know, it's 10 times easier and it'll accelerate your learning curve so much faster. If you can plug in with a pocket of people that are on the same mission as you hundred percent doing the same thing. I tell people, if you want to get anything you want in life, first figure out what it is. Second, Find someone who's done it or been there and then do what they did. It's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the key to getting anything you want. You just figure out what it is. That's the hard part. Then how to do it, which is find someone who's already done it. That's pretty simple shit, right? That's not rocket science. Yeah. And then do what they did, which is do the work. Most people never figure out what they want. Then they can never figure out who's already done it, even though the world's filled with them. And then if they even get those two, then they won't do the work. They rationalize. They start selling themselves short. Most people do sell themselves out of everything that they want in life. And then they don't realize that they, they claim not to be good salespeople. And I'm like, dude, you're a great salesperson. You've been selling yourself short your whole life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that up in Utah tomorrow or Saturday, because again, dude, people are like, you know, yeah, I'm a great salesperson. Well, maybe you should stop being such a great salesperson. They're going, what? Yeah. Quit selling yourself short. Quit lying to yourself. Quit holding yourself back. There's people listening right now, dude, that aren't making a couple hundred grand a year and they're going to dismiss this. They're going to listen and go, well, I could do that. And then they're going to dismiss it. Or they might get started and then, like you said, have a bunch of people go, dude, what are you doing, dude? Are you going to go be a freaking salesman? And give up. That's the sad truth. Yeah. Which is sad to me only because, dude, anybody that's not making a couple hundred Gs, they don't understand that, dude, right now in the world, the financial gap is getting bigger. Okay. And people always ask, Brad, what would you recommend for the people on this side? The You know. There's rich and there's poor and it's, and the gap is widening. The homeless. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I always say my advice to these guys would be to jump. Okay. Maybe you don't jump right into the rich. Maybe you jump and land 10 feet from the poor, but then start swimming towards the rich. Right. And try to out, out swim the gap because trust me, if you don't do anything, you're going to float away. And, and, and eventually sink in some form or capacity. So like my advice would be to jump and then start swimming like a bitch. And if you do it, regardless, you have to have something to sell, right? You got to sell something and you have to have some sort of mentorship, some sort of blueprint. I mean, you don't have to, cause someone said, well, Brad, what was yours? I didn't have one. I'm not saying that's the only way to do it, but I'm saying it's the smart way to do it. Had I went back, I never was smart enough to figure out, Hey, I want to do this. And there's other people that have done it. Let me, let me get under them and, you know, follow their model. I just learned the hard way, everything. So it is possible to do, but it's just not as easy anyway. So you're 25 right now. Yeah. 25, 25 years old. You're making good dough. Good dough. You got a full blown agency cranking in residual dollars. Uh huh. Yep. You living, living, having you're fun. not hungry. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How long's it been? Ah, man. I guess for, you know, years, years. So, so again, do you believe that like you're going to create eight, nine figures in this industry? Yeah. Is it even possible? Yeah. hundred percent. It is. We know people that it's very possible. And the crazy part that most people don't understand is they're building a business. Most people look at this as kind of like a job, yeah. but they don't understand like real financial. That's, you know, that's your guys's company. No, 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 no. We're teaching you to create and build your own company mm. within the company. So the company is yours. And one day you literally could walk over and sell it. 
for multiple millions of dollars, depending on how big you created it. To me, it's like, dude, why isn't everybody dropping their shovels, taking off their aprons? You know what I mean? All the hard laborers out there, construction workers, anybody that's not making a couple hundred G's, why aren't they just going, dude, I'm in. And by the way, the, for those of you that thought I am in Bradley.com forward slash let's go. Yeah. Takes three seconds and dude, you'll be in the system and you'll be like, holy shit, this is badass. Yeah. Even if you just go check out the the site, like you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with this and just, just keep on moving in the process. Cause it's pretty badass. Or, or go look up Andy Elliott and look up Bradley. If you don't already know. And you know, our clown asses are running around there. You know, Andy's getting everybody motivated and jacked. He's got fitness plans. He's got training that's going out of style. The the actual people that are doing it, like Tyler and a handful of others, are right there in the group talking, sharing exactly how they do it, helping people do it. Um, but one thing I would say is I saw the the leaderboard the other day or the or the you know top agents, and there was, you know, I thought to myself, like, First of all, where's the females? There's no females in the top 10. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So if you're a female, dude, you got a bigger advantage, I think, than men. Because again, you know, you're female. So we need more females, number one. Number two, I want to see some females in the top 10. Also, there was a guy on there named Mustachio or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's Yeah, uh... yeah but what's his name? His name's Nick Dunlap. How can we, from, how can we didn't put his name? We just put mustache. I thought that was a joke when I saw it. Cause like, here's our top advisors and everyone's making goofy faces. And then there's mustachio and I'm stash? like, dude, this can't be the top, the top. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're, they're the top no, agents. This, this guy's story is awesome. He, he worked in the car business for like 10 years. He's done really, really well for himself, but he's so tired of being just at in the brick and mortar building for 10, 12 hours every single day. And he's like, you know, I just want to start like doing my own thing. Right. He lives on a boat. He lives on a boat and he travels. Did we give him the name mustachio or did he already have that? He's had that. Yeah. He's had that mustache for a while, but he, uh, he lit like he travels, he sells policies all over different States. He goes around, um, works from his laptop and he's just like, I love being free. Cause he's just worked in the car industry for so long that he's like loving, um, just being able to be his own boss and work from anywhere just with his phone and his laptop. I call that but, a laptop lifestyle. Yeah. That's what I mean by it's worth a half a million a year just for that. Yeah. You literally could go to work in Aruba, stay a month and not miss work, fly over to Italy, hang out there for a month and not miss work. You might have to shift because you'll be selling in the United States, but I'm telling you right now, laptop lifestyle is worth some dough. Yeah. Just, uh, just, even if you were broke, that is worth money to me. Yeah. And I, I don't even want it to sound like we're like pitching real financial super hard. Like, yeah, there's things you're going to have to pitch learn. <laughs> I mean, I will too. But I mean, a lot of people hear this stuff and they're like, uh, too good to be true. Right. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to learn some new skills if, you know, you're not able to make a couple hundred grand a year already. If you want to be a leader and be like an agency owner, run a sales organization, you're probably going to have to learn a couple new things. And that doesn't just happen by accident. So like, you're going to have to invest in yourself or, you know, try new things and develop a new skill set. And yeah, you might not already have that stuff. So it might take some time, but like, you know, you want the laptop lifestyle, you want the, the sales organization, the reoccurring revenue, the business that you can build the camaraderie of a team. Yeah. Being able to do it with a bunch of people that are already doing it. You know, we say this all the time. It's like, we're not coworkers. We're just a bunch of friends figuring out how to make money together. And we just go out there and make more money together. Right. Like, we're just like, Hey guys, like what's working for you. This is working. This is the stage you're at. Cool. How do we get to the next level? We should try that. Let's do that. Awesome. And then we go out there, we implement it and we come back and we'll, you know, reconvene again. But it's like, we're all just doing it together. And, you know, it's inevitable that all of us are going to get to, you know, growing agencies. I mean, we all have different goals, right? But it's like, it's just ridiculous to me that, um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people, uh, they just stay in the same spot for so long and then they wake up one day and they're like, I mean, I, I, I haven't experienced that, but I feel like that's exactly what would have happened with me. If I finished college, I would have had the job and it would have seemed exciting because it was new and that would have been super routine. Who knows how much time passes. And then you're just like, man, what the hell did I just do with the last 10 years of my life? And then, you know, 
is it like too late? Do you just continue down that path or, you know, and, and I'm not saying that like, if you are there, don't do that. This is just like my perception of like what I would have been doing if I was 30 or 40. I, I mean, dude, we got people in their sixties killing it. Um, but I, like, I just want to say like, if, if you're a little bit older or like you're not my age, right. Opportunities just as good as, as it is for you as it is for anybody I think else. it's even better. But, yeah. I think it's even better because guess what? The older you get, man, pretty soon people don't want to hire you. Mm. I might have 10 good years left before people are going to start going, well, we like him, but he's a little old. <laughs> you applying for any jobs? Hopefully not, but I, but I wouldn't be above it. So like shit, shit hits the fan and we got issues and you know, I got to go to work for somebody. Yeah. I'll go to work for somebody. I, I went to work one time for one year for somebody to fund this place. Cause if I didn't, it was out of business. I had no money. And I'm like, well, here, let me go make money working for somebody to pay the bills here. So again, a lot of people are, I ain't doing it. I ain't working for nobody else. Mm. Dude, I do whatever it takes. Okay. Cause that's the secret. Like, you know, the question isn't, can you do it? The question is, is, will you do it? Gave myself a bomb on that motherfucker. And I've been forgetting to bomb. You got some bombs you want to drop? Yeah. Once it's, will you do it? And you commit to yes, it's, it isn't a matter of whether or not it's going to happen. It's just how long is it going to be? Any more? Man, put me on the spot like that. Well, everybody always wants the bombs on here. It was funny as I've had a lot of people come on and I, I forget to drop the bomb. And, you know, the, afterwards they're like, dude, uh, you know, I didn't get any bombs. I wanted to, I wanted to get some bombs. I'm thinking, dude, that bomb is actually something that people come here to achieve. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I better pay attention. So I normally I do, but you got any other ones? Oh man. I mean, with where we're at with real financial, man. I keep telling our guys this. It's like, you know, take advantage of the opportunity of a lifetime within the lifetime of the opportunity, because as we grow and we develop more people to do what we're doing, um, I mean, the opportunity is always going to be here, but this, you know, original group is only going to be so big. Right. And I think, well, that- well, well, it's a good point, but not only that, dude, you got to pay attention. Let's say, you know, right now you get going. Okay. I'm bringing in a lot of people Andy's bringing in people the people are bringing in people. So right yeah. now we've got a massive influx of people where it's real easy to get your team built very, very quickly in that, in that environment to where eventually when there's a lot of people, well, now we're building way more teams and those same amount of people don't go as far. Yeah. So right now, and I'm making it up right now, you might be assigned, you know, a 10 person team every month. And, you know, in six months from now, that could be, you're getting one person every month. And, and what does that mean? That just means it's going to take longer. So get in right now. And by the way, he said he ain't going to pitch it. I'll pitch it only because I'm not pitching anything. We we're not charging you. Like, yeah. you know, if I can't recommend my own organization, I would be a fool. So I would say, if you listen to this, you're not making enough money and you know, we're not going to charge you. In fact, we'll pay for your pre-testing. Just go to bradley.com forward slash let's go for that opportunity. Yeah. That's not a pitch now. Is it? I would say no. I mean, I, like I'll pitch it. Like I pitch it. I recruit people and I pitch it to people all the time. But you know what's so what do you say to people? Yeah, I was just gonna say. You know what's so interesting is that a lot of people, a lot of agencies that are out there in our industry, they're all like, "We'll give you the co- highest compensation plan. Don't go there because you have to buy leads." It's like, man, you know what's so much more important than that is actually having the people ahead of you that are willing to invest in you, and they're not just trying to recruit you to get a comp bump for themselves. And like a lot yeah, of people, well, well, I hate to interrupt you, but I want to make sure people understand this too. When, when we show you how to buy leads, it's because the other companies, they don't tell you to buy leads, which is why their turnover is about 92%. Because what they tell you to do is go bother your friends and family and then let another agent go sell them. And that's your training. And so as soon as you do that, you're supposed to go get five people and sell their family. And so those are your leads. And then they go sell their family, which are, you know, it just keeps going on and on and on. And a lot of people quit because, dude, we don't have a bunch of friends and family. I don't know why. I mean, yes, you can kickstart the business that way. Yes, it works. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business. Yeah. It just doesn't work very fast. And what I want is I want someone to quit their job put in, you know, 90 days worth of actual focus and come out making a decent, you know, 
live into where they can get out of the rat race and then learn, grow and develop as you're pointing out. That to me is the gravy, even though to some that may be the main course. Yeah. And for experienced people that have been in sales or have run a sales organization or even in the insurance industry, it's like, you know, a lot of people, they're like, they're worried. They, I think that people just have a misconception of what's actually important when they're getting into an opportunity because just of what gets floated around and what people are, I guess, uh, pitching for their opportunity to be a positive one. It's just like has become this, this mosh pit of like irrelevant things. Yeah. But and, as soon as we call it an opportunity, people are programmed to shut that off. Yeah. But there's no know, free lunches. <laughs> what I tell people when I speak to people about the opportunity is I say, what's your goal, right? Most people, it's not, they don't get into the insurance industry. Some people get into sell part-time. Some people just get into sell full-time. Some people want to build a team. I'd say most people are like, you know, especially the audience that you bring and Andy brings, it's like, I want to build an agency. And I'm like, cool. Has anyone shown you how to do that? Right. Like, and, and helped you. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say is like, I mean, with the people that come through the pipeline, not only do we have recruits where we don't have to do our own recruiting, which is bizarre. That doesn't happen in the industry. We and, also and key have, word is he said, we don't have to, meaning you can as well, which mm -hmm. is the, which is the, the suggestion do both, but we're the only ones that actually give you people. Like yeah. we, we have so many people coming in, wanting this opportunity. We need good people that are, that are, you know, doing the work and know exactly what to say and do because they've already done it to lead them. Cause obviously we can't lead everybody. So the leaders that we develop become leaders and we give those people. And then those leaders are supposed to like create more leaders so we can just keep helping more and more people. Cause as you come in, it's a little bit confusing. It's a little bit overwhelming. You got to learn sales. You got to get your license. You got to do all this crap. Love it. And I'm telling you, dude, it's, it feels like a, without the, without the knowledge of the future, it feels like a little bit of a, of a grind yeah. and, and, you know, to help, you know, I would say not lose people. We just need more leaders, right? Yeah, that's but, it. But nobody builds your team, dude. And that's another thing when I was looking at the industry, I thought to myself, like, you know, it's the person that can go get a bunch of people that also makes a lot of money. So, cause it's all people. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my buddy. I have several buddies. One of them just sold his a company for like 300 million insurance company. Okay. He started exactly what we're talking about. He did the exact same thing we're talking about. Just sold for 300 million. Another one buys islands and shit. I don't want to mention any names, but these are people making hundreds of millions of dollars in the industry that we're talking about. And they started just like we're talking about. And there's tons of those stories, tons of them. They're not the only two. I just know those two. But when I, but that's the thing. When I saw that, I thought to myself, you know, dude, it's not rocket science, man. I can't believe everyone's not doing this if they are already succeeding in multiple other things. So like me, like, well, Brad, if it's so great, why aren't you doing it? Well, number one, I am hence the opportunity, but because I also have other very successful things going on. So again, I'm getting spread a little bit too thin, which is why I need people to come in like you did. And by the way, He's an example of what we're talking about. Did you, did you get given people or no? Yeah. <laughs> a bunch? A bunch. Do those people make you money? They definitely help me, help me make money. Yeah. yeah. So again, guys, it's like, there's nobody in the industry that gives you people. It doesn't exist. Literally doesn't exist. And to me, when someone said, Brad, what's the real difference? Cause I could join this one. I could join that one. I could join this one. The real difference, the real difference is the training and support and culture. Number one. And then the second difference, and I think equally as important is we give you people and that's how you make the millions in that business. You can go out and make a damn good living selling on your own. You're not getting, you know, eight figure companies selling on your own. So what do we do? Well, we teach you how to sell on your own so you can pay bills and make money, start making investments. We start to develop you with the training and the support and the education beyond just insurance and life. And then we give you people, but you have to prove yourself first. We don't just give you people because we got to know that you know what you're doing. So I think the rule is basically you come on board and get started and start kicking ass. Once you kick ass, then we give you, let's say five, 10 people. Now show them how to kick ass. When they kick ass, now you're a leader and we can start giving you people. A lot of people come in. They're like, well, you haven't given me anybody. Dude, you've been here nine days and you ain't sold shit. 
Okay. We ain't giving you anybody. Okay. We're giving people to proven people because those people that we give, we're making them the same promise. I can't give people to someone that isn't doing it themselves and doesn't know how, because if you knew how you'd be doing it. So if you're not doing it, don't even ask for people focus, study, get better on doing it. Then once you get good at doing it, now we'll give you people automatically. You don't even have to ask. Yeah. Did you get people? hundred percent. Did you make money? Uh huh. Did I lie when I quote unquote recruited you? Nope. Was the opportunity bogus? No. Was there hidden hooks? Nope. And then you said, well, people say you got to buy leads. That's where I was going with that. You got to buy leads folks. It's a business just like McDonald's has to buy napkins. McDonald's gives you napkins, right? They got to buy those. Well, no shit. It's part of doing business. Leads are so you can talk to a lot of people who are interested rather than trying to get your mother and your cousin and your aunt to listen to a spiel from your fucking, you know, upline Larry. You don't have to do that. You can do it, but you don't have to. We're going to say here, check this out. These names right here, they all want insurance. Yeah. Call them and say this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden you go cha-ching. Holy shit. Is it really that easy? And it really that it is that easy, but, but the, but the next level to it is now, okay, I got to go get a bunch of people to do it with me. Well, if you've got no help, you may be one of the few that do succeed doing that because it is possible. But when you got real financial saying, dude, you're, you're kicking ass, bam, there's five, 10 people get them to kick ass. Bam. Here's unlimited people. Cause as people come in, I'm not stopping, dude, I'm going to, amp this thing up big time. Why? Well, cause dude, it's an opportunity for people to get out of the rat race. And that's what I, that's what to me, people always say, Brad, your products and services should be focused on the people that have the money, right? Cause you want to make a bunch of money. So you got to sell the people with money. And I'm like, well, dude, that sucks because I want to help the people that don't have money. The people with money, they don't need the help. I want to help the people that don't have it yet get up to the people with money. And then, Hey, there's all kinds of things you can learn once you have a little money, once you have a little, mm -hmm. you know, access, a little resource, a little proximity, but you got to start somewhere. And I want to help those people real financial, by the way, can help existing agents. Like if you have an agency and your pay plan small and you already know the business, you're just not making it for some reason. We're looking for already existing agents with any, organization, whether you have your own or whether you're with another, another group, you know, I used to say, I'm not going to, you know, recruit anybody be, or, you know, try to steal other people because, you know, there's enough of people that, that just want the opportunity that don't even know. But now I'm thinking again, why am I being prejudiced against people just because they already found the opportunity? Yeah. So we opened it up for everybody, anybody. So if you have a team, you want more money, you want better leadership. If you have, you know, if you're in the business, you have a license, you didn't make money last time, you, you aren't really plugged in, get plugged in right away. We got a program that'll get you going faster than anybody. So if you have a license in the insurance game, give us a call or go to bradley.com forward slash let's go. Takes about two minutes and you'll be in our system. And by the way, Tyler's there every day training, All grinding, selling, closing. You know, if you have an objection, he's got a rebuttal. We've got events. We've got awards. I don't think there's a better opportunity in the entire business. Would you agree? I a hundred percent agree. And if I can like, just kind of explain it from two different frames, it's like, you know, broke college kid, 23 years old, had no experience in business, no, no experience in sales. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Like I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. And then, you know, there's the frame of like a, you know, sales organization leader, or, you know, maybe I'm looking to build an agency or, I, you know, I, I get a lot of guys right now that reach out to me, um, just from, you know, like social media and they know that I'm a real financial and they're like, solar's changing. Um, I'm looking for a new way to, to start a sales organization. Can we talk about real financial? And I'm like, absolutely. Let me tell you about it. Right. So there's the, the frame of, Hey, we'll help you build, build an actual agency or you can go out there and just recruit just like you have been for solar, right? Go get your people, get them to pass their exam, bring them in. Here's the cool part. We have all the training run by our top producers. So it's not like you have to figure out everything about the opportunity inside and out. We have the onboarding process to get your agents up to speed very, very quickly. Every single agent comes in the exact same way. The training's preloaded inside of Lightspeed. So everybody that comes through the process is going to get the same exact information that we have already preloaded in there to help everyone. Yeah. 
So it's all, it's all set up for success. And the expectations, like the, the guide to to become successful is given to every single person. And it's not like, yeah, you're just going to make phone calls. It's, you're going to make this many phone calls. You should get this many presentations. You should have this many quality conversations. And if you're not getting this many sales, book a one-on-one call with your mentor or get on the live training calls that happen five days a week. And we're going to work out your problems because if you're doing the work, you should be getting these numbers and growing from there. So it's like a foolproof system of every, you know, uh, I guess, you know, area is covered for experienced people and inexperienced people who want to come in and build or just come in to learn how to sell to follow along the simple framework. And it's like, I mean, the more we talk about it, it just sounds ridiculous that everyone's not doing it. Yeah. So again, I mean, if that doesn't, you know, get you excited or if you're still scared, then do it anyway, because now that means we need to just teach you confidence and we're going to teach you confidence. We're going to teach you sales, closing, persuasion, influence, how to be a better dad, how to be a better mom, how to be a better brother, sister. We're going to teach you how to be a better human and show you how to build a big ass business. So appreciate you coming in, Tyler. If you guys ain't following him, where do they follow you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Tyler underscore Glennon. And then, uh, you know, we're trying to blow up YouTube right now. We're doing a ton of sales training, team building, leadership training. So uh, stuff on YouTube, Tyler Glennon. Glennon, G-L-E-N-N-O-N. And folks, when you go to bradlee.com, that's B-R-A-D-L-E-A, there'll be a little link, bradlee.com forward slash let's go. Takes about two seconds. You'll be in the system. When it says, how'd you hear about us or who sent you? Just say Tyler and the Bomb Squad. See you on the other side. I know, but I'm bad.